Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally podcast, the place where women from around the world come to discover God's plan for health in body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and health evangelist. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. You're listening to podcast episode 35, my exclusive interview with TJ Loeffler, author, speaker, founder, and lead coach at Loeffler International. In this exclusive interview, I had the pleasure of hosting TJ Loeffler, author, speaker, founder, and lead coach at Loeffler International. Born and raised in Virginia, TJ moved to Manhattan, New York in 2011 to begin his career at Goldman Sachs. After a spiritual awakening and a decade-long journey of life transformation, he now uses his gifts in speaking and coaching to share lessons from his story to begin his career at Goldman Sachs. He shares how his company, Loeffler International, offers personal and professional coaching using an innovative and holistic approach. They attract leaders and high performers from various industries, including real estate, finance, ministries, consulting, technology, and more. As a founder, speaker, advisor, and coach, TJ's personal mission is to help people be free, get healthy, and stay wealthy, not just financially. He doesn't shy away from the fact that Jesus has been at the center of his life transformation, but his message is shared in a way that anyone can receive. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show, author, speaker, founder, and lead coach at Loeffler International, T.J. Loeffler. Rakesia, it's good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is certainly good to have you on today. And so looking forward to what's in store for our, our listeners on today. So, T.J., I usually start out with an icebreaker question. So if you could let our our listeners know, what are you doing in your world right now that is simply rocking your world naturally? A a great question and a very timely question, because for the last 45 days or so, my wife and I have been on a very consistent meal plan with high fat, high protein, low carbs, not explicitly keto, but um, you could call it a medical keto program. And we've got the intention of combining that with training. We've had the intention of really just kind of like leaning out and and resetting our bodies, giving our pancreas a break to allow our, um, our sensitivity to insulin to be uh, regenerated, so to speak, and uh, and also just for for physical body composition goals. This is the first time I've ever done anything uh, in terms of a meal plan with this length of time. This is the first time I've ever had that kind of consistency where we're literally eating almost the same thing every mm. day. But it's been really powerful and really really helpful. And um, and I'm just grateful because it's been a long time since I've been in a place to actually physically or emotionally. Uh, mentally have that capacity or even the opportunity schedule-wise in consistency. Oh, and I like the fact that you mentioned that you're doing this along with your wife. So you have a a partner, a friend that kind of holds you guys accountable 
to go forward in this journey um, together. And so 45 days in, what are some of the results that you're seeing, TJ, or have you felt anything just yet? Um, How are you feeling about what's happening right now with this um, protocol that you're following? One thing that's really interesting, and and I'll I'll absolutely affirm, if anybody ever needs to do it, and and I'm newly married, Rakesia, so this is is, um, lessons learned for me, but the, the first thing I'll say is I've learned that you have to be on the same page with your wife and or your significant other. Right. And and if I'm, for example, if I want and I have a goal and she's not on the same page in supporting that goal or at least acknowledging, hey, that's his goal and I want to support him or vice versa. If she has a goal and I don't know how I can best support her, it's just not going to work very well. And. So that's been one eye-opening thing is that when we both are in step, in alignment, even just with, you know, physically saying this is where we want to be, it just makes so many things that much easier. And there's so much more power behind it. So that's been, that's, that's been one observation. The other, you know, physically would be, and this is really powerful for me to, to understand, but, you know, we've had, we have fat in our bodies that, you know, can last and, and can be around since we were children. And if you don't ever give your body the opportunity to process some of these things in your body, the toxins or whatever it might be, they can be stored in the fat in your body. So when you're when you're actually slimming down and processing some of these toxins that that you've had for maybe decades, you know, once you're getting down into into the the so-called stubborn fat, there's so much more happening than just visibly seeing your body change. I mean, the the process of supporting your body so that it can process these toxins, I've found has been really eye-opening and learning how you can best support your body because it affects it affects. I mean, we all have toxins. The question is, you know, how much? And so it just we have to learn how to support our bodies, and in doing that, it's really um, it's really helped me mentally. Mm. Yeah. So, and again, the fact that you're doing this with your wife, you guys are walking in that agreement, which makes it so much easier to really um, press forward with your goal. But the amount of toxins that we are exposed to from the time that we are born into this earth up into the present, I don't think we really um, know the level or a that it really can have, you know, on our health, it can take a great toll. So the fact that you're really taking time to reset body in a sense to um, help it to detox and help it to cleanse in a sense as you're following this protocol is, is pretty amazing. Yeah, we've been grateful. And one of the things that you and I were just chatting about before we started around this time, because we're, you know, it's we're coming out of the quarantine season. Right. And and this time, one of the things we've been really grateful for is, sure, there's this idea of positive thinking. Well, it's like, well, what can be the bright side of this season? But there's also this idea of neutral thinking, which is, hey, there's some certain things that we've lost 
everyone's experienced some sort of loss during the season. So you have to accept that and say, hey, I've lost my schedule. I've lost my ability to do this or do that. And some people experience loss of loved ones or other things, but it's all loss. And so mm-hmm. we've been able to acknowledge, hey, we've, we've lost maybe A, B, or C opportunities in our life, whether it's to travel or do this or do that. We're grateful for what we have. And we've seen that in spite of losing other things, we've gained so much in consistency and being able to learn some of the things you just mentioned. So we've been feeling pretty grateful about really the opportunity that we've had in this season. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that you mentioned that, TJ, I've been hearing that same sentiment from so many um, different individuals because this space where we've been allotted, you know, time to quarantine, to slow down a bit is really um, giving individuals that space to really think reflectively. It's time to really do an assessment of the values in our lives. Um, if there are certain goals that you want to be able to pursue, um, one friend that I know right now, she's using this time to do all the things that she didn't have the opportunity to do that she's wanted to do, whether that's to kind of minimize the clutter in her life, plan a beautiful um, flower garden, and just really doing some inner um, personal reflective work to really look at the blessing behind this and look at looking at the silver lining so to speak because as you shared TJ there have been some things that you know there have been some losses you know for sure but at the same time there have been many things that have been gained as a result of the coronavirus or COVID-19. Absolutely yeah and, and even just as we talk about as we talk about different you know, levels of focus or different areas of focus today and talking about the core pillar system and other things that people can be focused on to to give them a framework. You know, for me, one of the things that has been really helpful is understanding the importance of having a focus. And and this this time has allowed has allowed me to really um, I would say regenerate that focus in my life. It's allowed me to recenter my focus in life. And one of the things that I found is really helpful for people is when they just, you know, with so many different things you can focus on, if they just are able to pick those one or two things, like your friend, like you mentioned, your friend was, whether it's, you know, deciding to minimize and declutter. I mean, that's there's so many different ways you can choose to focus your time and energy. But I think one of the best things you can do is just decide how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And I think that's different for everyone. It's going to look different for everyone. But really uh, maximizing this time to um, get that alignment that's needed, whatever that may be for you, whether it's a health goal, whether it is decluttering or whether it is um, practicing intentional focus, because I think we're living in a time where um, we have so many distractions around us. And again, even through this COVID-19, it's really given us the opportunity to focus on some things, even if it is just a few that you said that we can learn how to master those few things and focus on those few things so that we can become effective 
in what we're doing. And so TJ, with the work that you do, so you are offering professional coaching, but you do it in an innovative and a holistic way. Can you kind of share what kind of work you do and um, what it is that is um, impacting those who are experiencing um, the work that you're providing to them? It's a great question. And it's one of these questions that you can answer, as I'm sure you know, in a million different ways. But ultimately, we help people change their lives. We don't change their lives for them. We help them change their lives. And we really do that in a number of different ways. But we help them first heal, second change, and third grow. And so in that process of healing and changing and growing, the healing process is that healing is a word I never really associated with. But it's it's about becoming healthy. And where we have uh, poor health in our life, we, we need some healing. And we're, our bodies are in a continuous process of healing every day. Just back to the idea of the toxins we were talking about, right? But there's, there's spiritual, there's mental, there's emotional, and there's physical healing. And all, all of these things come together. All of these things work together. And it's not one without the other, as you know. And, and, and so when we're helping people, we're helping specifically people who have found themselves to be successful but unfulfilled searching for more purpose, direction, or clarity, trying to break unhealthy patterns in their life, realizing that the way they've gotten to where they are today is not the way they're going to get to where they want to be. And so with that, when they find us, it's amazing that we get the opportunity to work with them. But, you know, what's more amazing uh, is the process that God has led me through and, and our partner coaches and, and our team, it's amazing the process he's led us through as, as he's led us into really transform lives. And so, you know, from that place of, you know, I used to work on Wall Street and I went through a life transformation, choosing to, to leave a promotion. And that was totally God's timing and his peace he gave in my heart. And I had no idea what I was going to do next. Went through a, a lot of adversity and found myself on the other side of that after going broke and losing my father, going through and realizing the need for healing in my life. And as as he brought me through healing, he started changing me and, and I started growing. And as I started growing, so did the business. And so that's the process we're walking people through. And normally they're the they're the type A high performer who has found success in their life, but realized that their version of success didn't really lead to true inner freedom or in, in a, a really plain sense, plain English word, happiness. And mm. so just to kind of summarize all of that, when people are walking with us through, you know, through the journey that they're on, it's really a journey of personal awakening. And we're helping them in that journey. And I believe people can actually, and these types of people I'm talking about, the the high performers, I believe you can get more out of life by doing less than you think. And that's the journey that God's had me on. And and so, you know, it's just about understanding really what you need and what are your priorities. Yeah, and I definitely love the, the philosophy behind the work that you do. I'm a strong 
proponent of this, that it's got to be a holistic approach where it's just not ensuring that you're physical, physically healthy, but we want to ensure that you're emotionally healthy, that you're mentally whole and you're spiritually whole. And so all these components, as you shared, TJ, that you can't have one without the other. It's a synergistic effect. There are separate components, but they work together to get to that state of wholeness um, that you can live in, that you can thrive in on a daily, daily basis. And so in addition to the work that you do to help individuals to become whole in those um, various components of their lives, you also have a book as well, TJ? I do. And the book is called Back to Basics, How to Get More Out of Life by Doing Less Than You Think. And it was an accident. Honestly, it was an accident because I sat down to write a guide and I ended up writing 20,000 some words, which is not a large book, but it ended up being, you know, a, a book. And uh, and so now, you know, as the book is actually being finished, as we're heading into summer 2020, when it'll be released, um, the the book really was a process of me growing and learning as I was writing it, realizing there are so many things that people come to us with so many desires in their heart, so many things that they need, but we can't even talk about purpose and vision for your life if you're not getting any sleep. Mm-hmm. And so the book itself about the core pillar system, there's a long story behind how we got to what that system is and we can talk about it, but the book itself was really stemmed from the motivation that I had reached burnout, not just once, but twice in my life. And it was after I'd found some level of income and impact and freedom and that I realized, wow, the basis to fulfillment is really getting healthy. And this core pillar systems, uh, this core pillar system helps people do that. Because mm, it kind of reminds me of there's a scripture, third John 2. I wish above all things that you prosper and you be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So having that, again, holistic approach to health, I believe truly is God's will for individuals to live within that space. But as you say, um, TJ, unless we're getting the core pillars, those certain areas in our life um, met, we can't really progress or move forward because they're so crucial to our health. Individuals don't realize how crucial our sleep is and um, other areas of those, those core pillars that you talk about, you know, in your book. Absolutely. And one of the key aspects and Ricky said, I was listening to one of your podcast episodes where you talk about um, your acronym pray and being and and specifically being prayerful and and then talking about your relationship with food and being aggressive towards that change and having understanding of why and i love i love that that acronym and really the concept that you spoke to which was talking about uh, your relationship with with food and so for me 
one of the things that I came to realize is that, you know, in the core pillar system, which the core pillars are diet, sleep, movement, or exercise, active rest, reflection, and connection. Okay, so there's there's really six main pillars, and I talk about the seventh in the book, but there's six main ones. So diet, sleep, movement, or exercise, active rest, reflection, and connection. And so in walking through these, you know, the challenge to me was when I when I started, I did some research and was reading some white papers about people who had gone through a, uh, a medical study in which they had bipolar disorder. And that's a whole nother conversation about what that is and how that looks and the reason for the study. But they put basically a couple different test groups together and one of them had medication and the other only and the other had medication with lifestyle changes and and these these pillars and I've adapted them, but these pillars were essentially the lifestyle changes that they were seeking to measure. And without question, those who had the lifestyle changes with the medication ended up performing and, and really adapting or normalizing in their life so much better. And I thought to myself when I read that, I thought, well, okay, well, it's interesting that 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 makes sense, but it's interesting that that's the case now. Like, why aren't without medication, people who don't have bipolar disorder, people who maybe just struggle with anxiety or anxiousness or frustration in their life who are unhappy, people who maybe have uh, some level of like undiagnosed or, or non-clinical depression or people who just have worry and stress, why aren't we making these lifestyle changes? And what I started to realize was that there needs to be not just another person out there telling you, hey, you need to you need to understand your diet or hey, you need to sleep. It's like, wait a second, our whole philosophy in coaching is mindset before strategy or tactics. And mm -hmm. the reason is a man says he can, a man says he can't. Both are right. Yes. So we have to understand our mind, really, our beliefs drive our behaviors. And so if, if, and the word you mentioned earlier was agreement, right? My wife and I in agreement, having agreements in our life is vital. We have them, whether we like it or not. The question is, are they the right agreements? Are they agreeing with truth? And for whatever reason, God's gifted me in helping people identify and break agreements that are not supporting them. And so one of the key elements of this book, one of the key elements of the message I want to share with people is that we need to think about our relationship with these pillars themselves, not the pillars themselves. So our relationship with diet, what does diet mean to you? Our relationship with food in that sense. So for example, when somebody chooses not to eat, I suffered from under eating. I didn't even know it. But the reality was I'd made an agreement that productivity would give me what eating wouldn't. Mm. Productivity would give that me is, what eating wouldn't. And that was an unhealthy yeah. agreement that led me to under eat. Mm. That is so powerful, TJ. And I love the fact that you said that looking at the relationship with these different core pillars and changing the mind set for first having that transformational thinking so that you can truly understand the value of that relationship 
relationship and if there's something that is getting in the middle of that relationship, you know, just as it is with our spouses or a, a relationship, if there's something that's getting in the way of that connectivity or the health of that relationship, then we need to evaluate that. And I love the fact that you said breaking those unhealthy agreements because there's so many individuals that are out there that are aligned with unhealthy agreements that are robbing them of their highest um, purpose. They're robbing them of their happiness, the peace and the joy because they're, they're aligned with the wrong uh, thing. Absolutely. It's the core to making any sustainable change. You can't buy gym memberships and eat kale on your way to a sustainable life. I mean, you just, the behavior change and life hacks only take you so far. You will always resort back to what you really believe. So we have to get to those core beliefs. That's so good. And and so with, you know, the core beliefs, the diet, sleep, movement, the active rest, reflection, and the connection, can you talk a little bit about the core pillar of connection and what that actually looks like? That's a great one. And, and I'll summarize it very simply. And I think it's a really relevant topic in today's world. It's not social distancing that we're in right now. It's physical distancing. And actually what I found is people are more socially connected than than they've been in a while. And, and with regards to their intentionality behind reaching out to family members or friends to try and have some connection, we're meant to be, the purpose of me saying that is we're meant to be in relationships with other human beings. And God has the institution of marriage as an example of that. But you can be in a marriage and be incredibly lonely, right? And mm -hmm. you can be living in New York City, which, you know, I lived for seven years. And you can be in that city of eight million people and be incredibly lonely. And one of the one of the real challenges of today's world is that we've got this, we've got the real epidemic happening here of loneliness and, and isolation. And so connection, yes. connection is such a vital part of our health, but really it's connection with what? It's not necessarily human beings, but it's the order of connection that matters, right? So it's, it's God, then self, then others. And when we have that order right, if we are connected with God intimately, then our connection with ourself grows and our intimacy with others grows. And so our connection with them grows. And so I think the, the challenge of today's world is when we're looking at relationships or our relationship with connection is we're looking at it in the wrong order, looking at others first, rather than going to God mm -hmm. the Father and you know, if people are listening and they're on their journey and they're, you know, discovering who their creator is. You have to seek out who is your creator. You have to seek that out and you have to ask yourself, you know, I, I may know that God exists, but does he know I exist? Yes. And that that revelation, that realization will change people forever. And that's what's been when Jesus encountered me and he's encountered me so many times now. It's it's. There's been physical encounters, there's been, you know, healing encounters, there's been all kinds of encounters. And 
when you have encounters with God, that's what really changes your perspective. And that's a powerful word, your perspective. That's a powerful word because when you change your perspective or your beliefs, so do you change your behaviors and how you then relate or connect with not only yourself, but others. Uh, I think that's so good, TJ. And just with that connectivity piece, God first, because when we put him first, there's this divine alignment just takes place. (laughs) When we can get that right and we make him the, the first and the center, it's like that, that, effect where everything that we touch again it just begins to align it begins to align um, in that area of connection so that's that's so powerful and it does begin to change our perspective because we become more sensitive to things our eyes are open and we become more aware of not only ourselves um, mostly you know importantly who God is we begin to know ourselves and we begin to understand others uh, to help um, in that area of that connectivity and divine alignment and so with your book TJ what was the the motivation that um encouraged you to write the book I know that you said it was it didn't you didn't mean for it to happen it just happened you came up with 20,000 words but was there a a driving force or was there an influence in your life that really helped you to kind of think about the core pillars or how did that actually evolve yeah the the it's a great question I had just started to work with a client who had been recently recently diagnosed with bipolar disorder. This is not common for us. We don't typically, that's and, and that's just to say that's not typically the type of person that comes to us who says, hey, I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I had to do some research on what that meant. And so, you know, we, we were not specifically addressing the bipolar disorder. He, he had support from other areas of his life. But it was an important fact I wanted to understand more about them. And so I started researching. And that's when I found that that uh, white paper that I mentioned about the, the clinical study, the medical study where they had the two groups and the lifestyle change. The group with the lifestyle change showed significant improvement over the other group. And so that's when this personal experimentation actually started for me as well, where I went on my own journey. I said, wait a second. If this actually works, I want to experience it for myself. Because one of the things that was interesting was when I was reading about the signs or symptoms of bipolar disorder, actually, to a lesser degree, a lot of the people we work with and a lot of people that we encounter day to day face some of the same signs or symptoms. And so I thought, well, if if bipolar disorder is a disorder, then before the disorder is a dysfunction, and if people are living dysfunctionally, then how do we live functionally better before things become a disorder? So, for example, there's yeah. sleep disorders, but people there are plenty of people in the world who don't sleep well but don't have a sleep disorder. So how do they leave that state of dysfunction before it becomes a disorder? And so it's the same principle but just applying it differently. And I applied it to my own life and I went on this journey and I hired dietitians and 
personal trainers I'd been working with and I was working with a counselor and and so and mind you by the way like I didn't necessarily have the money to do all these things I I said there's no there's no thing that I can invest in there's no thing that I can invest in that's more important than my health and mm-hmm. so when it comes to my health that's spiritual mental emotional physical and so as I went on this journey I actually started keeping my own scorecard of of what I was trying to measure over time and just daily as I was trying to grow a business but not knowing exactly how to do it and as I was trying to heal from the loss of my father and not knowing exactly how to do it and as I was trying to navigate really a season of pretty intense isolation and not knowing how to do it and trying to establish this new identity that I was living from and not knowing how to do it I thought well you know what what do you do in the waiting and what I decided to do in the waiting because patience is required, I decided to focus some time and energy and attention and even money on my health by focusing on these six things in the core pillar system. And so out of that, I started seeing the positive change. And out of that, I started applying it with clients we were working with. And now it's foundational. People don't sign up with us to say, hey, can we can we sign up to to learn more about diet and sleep and actually no they don't sign up with us for that but that for everyone who comes through of the you know we've been working with 55 plus clients in the last few years for as long as some of them two and a half years and everyone that comes through we now introduce them to the idea of the core pillar system help them identify hey what's one that you need to start working on that's going to be the most powerful effect on the rest of your life. And how do you, what are the tools and what are the things, the resources, maybe even the mindset shifts that you need to start addressing that so that you can do all these other things? Wow, that's powerful. And, and so for those of our listeners who are out there, TJ, that have heard about the core pillars that bring that alignment where can they find you out on the internet to um, receive that support that they're looking for great question i'll give you three answers depending on what people want to engage with number one if they want to engage with the book they can go to corepillars.com number two if they want to get more information that's that's already out there they can check out the podcast and that's just my name tj loeffler l-o-e-f-f-l-e-r and i have an audio channel and actually in the second season we walk through the core pillars and so you get more insight there and number three uh, if they'd like to they can also visit my website tjloeffler.com obviously you can find the podcast and the book on the website and there's also links to our social media, which if you're an engaging more daily, there's Instagram and LinkedIn that we're on more regularly. But the website will host everything that you need if they want to engage more at tjloeffler.com. Outstanding. Outstanding, TJ. And is there one bit of advice or word that you'd like to leave with our listeners out there? Um, regarding whether it's health or just anything in particular that you want to leave our, our audience with? 
You know, it's a great question. And one thing came to mind. It's okay to be vulnerable. And what I mean by that is, with regards to the the core pillars we talked about, with regards to specifically connection, with regards to even diet, or whatever it might be that you're working with, trying to work towards trying to improve in your life. It's okay to be vulnerable. And for a long time, I was vulnerable, but I wasn't truly vulnerable. I wasn't truly showing or sharing my needs. And it's one thing to expose your weakness and understand, well, I can boast in weakness because I really couldn't have made that happen or I couldn't be in this position without God helping me there. But it's another thing to explicitly say, hey, friend or hey, family member, these are actually some of my needs. I I need some help. And this is what I'm doing to to actively work towards that. But I need some more help and support. And I think the more that we're able to express our needs, and another way of saying that is our goals, right, however you want to look at it, the better support we're going to get with others who, like back to the point earlier, when we first started talking with my wife, when you're on the same page and in agreement with other people who love, love you and care about you, you don't have to do this on your own. Whatever it is you're trying to do, whether improve your health, whether it's grow your business, whether it's change trajectory in your life, you don't have to do it on your own. There are people right now in your life that want to be there to support you. They just need to know that you need their support. Excellent word of encouragement, TJ. And I know that our listeners will grasp a hold of that. And so thank you so much. And it has been my pleasure to host you uh, on the show today. And I just pray God's blessings to continue to use you as that voice that speaks to the nations uh, to bring about transformation and change uh, into so many lives. So again, it was great to host you today, TJ. Okay, so thank you so much, and I appreciate you having such thoughtful questions and bringing me on for this show, as well as the work you're doing. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much, TJ. God bless you. For health tips, faith-based education, and inspiration, visit www.rockyourworldnaturally.com and on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Rock Your World Naturally and Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Rock Your World 28.